The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. Good morning. I did not ask Ken exactly what to wear, but I'm told that I look a lot like him. And I can roll up my sleeves and show my tattoos too, but I'll be my own person for today. It, it has been said that the only constant in life in the world is change. There's nothing which will always be the same and we know, we know that intuitively, so it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone when I say that change is constant. Change is coming. We see the seasons come and go. The days get longer and now shorter. Flowers bloom and wither. Trees grow and fall. Our bodies change through the years, gaining some abilities and losing others. So everything changes. Nothing is permanent. Okay, well, that was, that was easy. As long as we agree on everything being impermanent, then my message is sort of, it's done. We're done. <laughs> so, that's, no. When I first thought about this topic, actually, I really did think it was going to be quite simple. I'll just say, okay, hey, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. That's all. It all washes away. Done. But there's, there's much more to saying this too shall pass. There's much more to saying that change is constant. Much more than saying the seasons come and go. New people join us for worship. There's a deep, this is a deep and profound statement about the nature of our very beings. Listen to these words spoken by Abraham Lincoln the year before he was elected president. Should I nod to you back there for the slides? There, there he is. And go up just a little. In Lincoln's words, it is said that an Eastern monarch once charged his wise men to invent him a sentence to be ever in view, which should be true and appropriate in all times and all situations. They presented to him the words, and this too shall pass away. How much it expresses, how chastening in the hour of pride, how consoling in the depths of affliction, and this too shall pass away. This piece was from an address Lincoln gave to the Wisconsin Agricultural Society at the Wisconsin State Fair in 1859. So those involved in hearing this were tilling the land and growing crops. They knew in their very bones the fact of the words Lincoln spoke. For the earth is constantly changing, giving a good yield one year and a poor one the next. Lincoln names two very important aspects of living with the philosophy that this too shall change. He says the first is the chastening in the hour of pride. This is the harder, maybe more difficult one. And it's not, not really as fun to remember. Things are going my way. I feel happy. My family is healthy. The sun is shining. Anything feels possible. This too shall pass. If we are able-bodied, it is temporary. 
If we are accomplishing everything we ever dreamed of, that too is temporary. That is definitely a check on our pride. Don't get too sure of yourself. It will pass. And the flip side is just as uplifting to our spirits as this was chastening to our pride in our depths of affliction. When we are overwhelmed with family, with work, with school, with life, this too shall pass. I feel sad. My family is sick. It's raining. Nothing feels possible. This too shall pass. When I'm feeling anxious about something, working on a difficult task, or being consoled in times of sorrow, I remember that the times of heartache and difficulty are also temporary. Living with the deep assurance that all things are impermanent is not easy. It's easy to, t- to talk about, sure. We all know flowers bloom and wither, but living with that faith, living with it, the knowledge is very different. Here's, a, here's an alternative take from the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, whom we, who we just heard from. This is so cool. <laughs> we may be tempted to say that because things are impermanent, there is suffering. But the Buddha encouraged us to look again. Without impermanence, life is not possible. How can we transform our suffering if things are not impermanent? How can our daughter grow into a beautiful young lady? How can the situation in the world improve? We need impermanence for social justice and hope. If you suffer, it is not because things are impermanent. It is because you believe things are permanent. When a flower dies, you didn't suffer much because you understand the flower as impermanent. But you cannot accept the impermanence of your beloved one and you suffer deeply when she passes away. This is where, what Thich Nhat Hanh says, this is where living with a mindset of impermanence in our lives gets amazing and amazingly difficult. Truly, how can my daughter, who's in the nursery right now, how can she grow up without change? How can the situation of the world improve? We need impermanence for social justice and for hope. That is amazing. Ah, but the impermanence of a beloved one who will surely pass away. The impermanence of ourselves who will surely pass away. Because impermanence is true not only in what we experience and how we feel, but also in our very lives themselves. That's where it gets amazingly difficult. And to this, another media. There are a few artists who really embrace the idea of change and natural rhythms. Some art seeks seeks to make permanent, to solidify and to keep on an idea or a feeling into the future. And some looks to respond to this idea of impermanence to everything. 
This is a piece by the earthscape artist Andre Amador, who uses a rake on sand to create amazing patterns, patterns which are then washed away by the tide. Amador says that his art speaks to the story of our lives. Our lives are impermanent, and the tide is unstoppable. That's the true and the difficult truth of our lives, that they will one day end. I find it hard to talk about and think about our own mortality. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that one time, at one time, I will cease to exist. But knowing that in my head is very different from feeling that in my heart. And the knowledge that one day our lives will end, it transcends disciplines. For it permeates our very being. Abraham Lincoln talked about it at the state fair with respect to agriculture. Thich Nhat Hanh in Buddhism. Andres Amador with his earthscapes. There's a biblical quote which holds the same sentiment in quite, quite a blunt manner. From the book of James. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. This is actually the quote preached on from my seminary graduation. <laughs> you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Like, th- thanks a lot, James. <laughs> it's really uplifting. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's not. It's not uplifting. But in that statement, we come to the central, one of the central tasks of religion, of all, of all religions. How do we live? How do we live knowing that we will one day die? When I think that my life is a, is a mist, that our lives are impermanent and the tide is unstoppable, it's ups- that's upsetting to me. But I console myself knowing that I will live on in the lives of of people who I've touched. Just as my grandparents and their ancestors before them live on in me and in everyone they interacted with, the impact I make on the world is the legacy and the, the life that I li- the leave, the life that I leave. And I'm not, just, I'm not just saying that. My view of the divine is the connections, connections and relationships that we have and that we make, the positive regard we have for each other. I can't say that I understand this, but it's what I believe. And I know the good will and love which those other people have for each other. Those people who have gone before us lives on. But hold on. My cynical side says we can go further, can't we? I mean, isn't all life impermanent? This is where I come to the movie, which was inspiration challenge for this Sunday, seeking a friend for the end of the world. My wife and I watched this uh, as a date night when we had a babysitter. <laughs> well, the, the title says it all. And, and there is, there's romance. You can see. The title says it all, seeking a friend for the end of the world. It follows the lives of people as an asteroid approaches Earth, threatening the end of the world. Now, needless to say, I did not find it a very uplifting movie. 
I mean, I got stuck at the end of the world part. I mean, every, everyone dies. I'm not... And, and that's, that's, actually, that's my nightmare right there. Like, literally, this is what keeps me up at night. If there is no one, then how do we live on in others? How does the work that we do here for social justice and love make any difference? If our planet is destined to be destroyed, what is left? Thich Nhat Hanh says that we need impermanence for social justice and hope. But where is that hope when all is impermanent, even the planet? Yeah, this was just a movie, but the planet is temporary. The earth will outlive all of us and many more generations. But as the flower blooms and withers, so does the planet and solar systems. So here we are, date night, watching a movie about my deepest theological and personal fears. <laughs> I, wasn't, uh, I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> but after watching, the, I mean, after watching the movie, I was in a deep funk. What is the point of life if it's all going to vanish? If nothing is permanent, then what, what reason is there for anything? Needless to say, I don't think my mental state at that point was a good place for anyone to be in. And so when I am in an emotional, a spiritual funk, I pray. And pr- praying for me looks a lot like running, because it is running. I mean, I, I, so it doesn't just look like it. It actually is running. So I went out for a run. I went out for a nice long run to pray, to be with myself, to be with the divine, the world. And as luck, inspiration, the divine, the universe would have it, things coalesced. Why out, out on the run, I was thinking about life and the planet ending, you know. And then I remembered, I actually remembered Abraham Lincoln's speech. And I stopped in my tracks. And had a spiritual epiphany, which does not happen every day. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and when I first thought, when I first thought of using Lincoln's quote, I admitted his final sentence. Here it is again with the end. It is said an Eastern monarch once charged his wise men to invent a sentence, to be ever in view, which should be true at all times and situations. They presented to him these words. And this, too, shall pass away. How much it expresses. How chastening in the hour of pride. How consoling in the depths of affliction. And this, too, shall pass away. And yet, let us hope it is not quite true. Let us hope, rather, that by the best cultivation of the physical world, beneath and around us, and the intellectual and moral world within us, we shall secure an individual, social, and political prosperity and happiness whose course shall be onward and upward, and which, while the earth endures, shall not pass away. I remember the sentiment, the sentiment of his final statement, and felt uplifted and affirmed. Let us hope it is not quite true. Let us hope, rather, that by the best cultivation of the physical world beneath and around us, 
and the intellectual and moral world within us. We shall secure an individual, social and political prosperity and happiness whose course shall be onward and upward. Lincoln was talking to an agricultural society at a state fair. I'm talking at a religious institution, spiritual gathering. So I take it a little step differently than what he said. Let us hope that our actions, that our lives have an impact and that the impact will not pass away. In my theological statement of hope and faith, a statement which when looking deep inside myself, I find rings true. My life is but a fleeting mist, here for a bit and then vanishing. As far as we understand, life on this world will also pass away. But there is something which transcends us, which transcends the world and that will sustain. I think this is where many religions come together in fundamental agreement. In some places, an all-powerful deity, Yahweh, God, Allah. In some, a combination of many deities, Brahman, in all its incarnations, the Greek and Roman pantheons, traditional Asian household gods, spirits of the directions, still other understandings, the Tao, nature, science, humanity, love, beloved community, each one of these terms, although they are different in specifics, bears in mind the understanding that there is something which is greater than our individual lives. There is something which is greater maybe than our communal lives. And is that essence, that essence which we embody and which transcends us, that gives meaning and value to life. Unitarian Universalists actually witness to something larger than ourselves. Now, sometimes it can be hidden behind our idolatry of verbiage. <laughs> Just saying. Our principles point to something sustaining. They do not name it. For to be committed to action and relationship, there must be a, a belief in that what we do matters. What we do matters to ourselves, it matters to others, and it matters to what is greater than us. We witness to love. Standing on the side of love is a theological statement that the most important thing about the world is love, and that love surpasses and transcends all of us as individuals. And as Lincoln said, we must have hope and faith that there are some things which shall not pass away. When I was in a funk about everything passing away, I was, I was being a bit presumptuous. I had the audacity to think that I knew what this life is about. That I knew what is transient and what is permanent. It's hard, but I need to check my ego theologically. The idea that I may have any idea about what is happening in the universe. And when I let myself see the mystery and awe in the world, when I truly step back from myself, I see that love may go on. 
We come from stardust. We are truly pieces of the cosmos. So let us give that stardust a great ride steeped in love and care. So remember, this too shall pass. The admonition keeps us humble when we are prideful. And it uplifts us in times of affliction. But also, also have hope that not quite everything shall pass. There is a deep and abiding essence which permeates beyond ourselves and preserves past our understanding. Please pray with me. We receive fragments of holiness, glimpses of eternity, brief moments of insight. Let us gather them up for the precious gifts that they are, and renewed by their grace, move boldly into the unknown. Amen. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.